What's up and welcome back to the final kind of funny Loki season two breakdown. Of course, I am Tim Geddes. I am joined by it's Christmas in November. Joey Noel. Hello. Also joining us is the new face of video games. Happy November 10th. Charles Happy Hamilton's birthday. November 10th. <laughs> For all time. Always. Always. Blessing out of Yoye Jr. And rounding out the group today, it's Matt Roybeck. Did Goldfarb and Roger get turned into spaghetti or? You know, <laughs> their branches didn't make it. If I'm being a thousand percent honest with you, here's what happened. Roger, we had his chair set up. He was going to be right here, uh, but then he had work to do. So he was like, hey, is it cool if I back out of this one? He was really bummed about it, but I was, I was yeah, shocked when I heard, heard him ask that because I was like, did you not watch the episode? I literally pushed back. I'm like, are you sure? But he's like, hey, he, he's trying to be responsible. And I'm going to be completely honest. Forgot I had Goldfarb on the show. Totally <laughs> just forgot that was on me. And and uh, Goldfarb, I love you. I am very, very sorry. I'm love sure he too. loved this. It's I, also crazy because today, like so many people have today off. So it might have actually worked. But yeah. You know what? Just that one was, of those days. That one's on me. Well, no, I'm sorry I have hair in my eye. Oh. This isn't good. This but is happy to bad. be there. Oh, no. What is no, that? No. Hair? Oh, God. Like an eyelash. Oh, I'm going to no. die. Anyways, um, this I need is, to get a, I I, I can get a cup it. of warm water if you need to like flush it out or something. No, no, I'm good. I'm good for now. I'm good. I'll be good. Um, this is kind of funny. <laughs> do you think he's just gonna do that on set, like pouring a cup of warm water? I mean, the show, the show must go on. You the know? show, but for all time, always, everybody. It. This is the finale. We gotta talk about it. It's screencast. We do the show each and every week where we talk about the latest in TV movies and trailers. We've been having such a great time talking about Loki this season. Uh, I'm really bummed that it is over now, uh, but we are not done talking about this you can check out kind of funny in review next week we are going to assemble the og mcu in review crew um where we will have everybody rank review and recap this season against the rest of the mcu we just posted our episode of the marvels so you can go see where that fell uh interesting conversation definitely recommend checking out that episode whether or not you're planning on watching that movie um today we're brought to you by better help and immersion fragrances but guess what James Hastings, Jedi Master Deadpool, Casey Andrew, Nathan Lamothe, they're not going to have to hear those ads because they're supporting us over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can do that too, and you won't have to hear ads. You get to watch a bunch of shows live as we record them. You get a bunch of bonus content. It's fantastic for everybody involved. Um, but enough about all of that. We got to get into it. I wanted to get everybody back. We lost Roger and Goldfarb. <laughs> but I, I, the episode by episode, been talking to all of you about the show. It is now over. So I want to hear all the thoughts. Bless, I want to start with you. What do you think of this finale? Oh, my God. I... So it's it's been fun going week to week and like you know I was what here on episode 2 or 3 I want to say for the for the breakdown and for the most part this season has been keeping up and it's been excellent quality. I didn't love last week's episode. Last week's episode actually I thought was kind of disappointing coming off of where we were at with episode 4 and where that ended. This episode was so good that it made me retroactively like last week's episode. <laughs> like seeing the full picture and seeing how they tied all the themes together and seeing how they completed Loki's arc as a character, I am shocked that they pulled it off so 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 well because my biggest fear was that we were going to end this episode and the whole thing was, oh, we fixed the loom and that that's what we're going to drive at. And mm -hmm. I wasn't compelled by that because so much of the uh, Loki, like, TVA stuff, so much of it feels like jargon, so much of it feels like MacGuffin, so much of it feels like, oh, yeah, get the thing so you can do the thing so you can fix the thing. And I'm like, okay, well, like, it's fun because the aesthetic is fun, right? But, like, what is the substance? Like, what are we getting out of Loki as a character? What are we getting out of, you know, the whole thing with Sylvie and, like, oh, man, they keep driving down, like, the road of Sylvie wanting, uh, Sylvie keep wanting to kill he who remains and, like, it's getting kind of tired. 
the way they wrap it up, the way they like reinforce even Sylvie's point of why she needs to take down he who remains, right? Because it is about free will. It is about freeing the timelines. It is about taking the control out of his hands. And the way they have Loki's character pick up the mantle and loop it, not just around back to where the Loki TV show has set up Loki to be, but for what Loki has been set up to be throughout the entire MCU, him wanting the throne, him wanting the royalty, him wanting to have control and be a god. Now he actually has to be a god for the goodness of everything. Like, insane. Like, I cannot, insane. I can't believe they fucking did it. Like, I can't believe this finale was that good. That along with, you know, I, when I look at this episode, right, like, I kind of look at it in three parts. There's the first part of uh, Loki trying to fix the loom, right? Him having that objective and then him having to learn the centuries of knowledge of, like, <laughs> physics and all this shit. Yeah excellent like excellent excellent um um you know route to go down then you have it go from that to his confrontation with he who remains and Lo and um uh sylvie okay. and that part excellent and then you have a wrap up with loki realizing what he needs to do and that whole stretch the visual the visuals of it the whole like him grabbing the branches at first i was like okay what is this but they sold me on it yeah. just for the fact of hey man this is a dude that's been at it for now centuries and he's gained this knowledge and he's gained this power he can stop time he's like this ultimate time god now Oh man, I can't believe they've done it this well. So I absolutely love this finale. 10 out of 10 from, in my eyes. I know we don't do scores, but it's a 10 out of 10 in my eyes. Joe. <laughs> it's it's sh shocking how well that they nailed this. My expectation for MCU Disney Plus shows at this point, pretty low. <laughs> I feel like they're not super great at landing the plane. Um, we always end up the, a couple episodes before, like, how are they going to wrap this up? How's it going to do it? I feel like most of the times it's a miss. This was a huge hit. Uh, and this is also coming from me who like doesn't really gravitate towards this side of the MCU. I'm way more on like the Captain America, like super grounded spy stuff. So all of this timeline stuff is like really hard for my brain, <laughs> but it was really just incredible to watch. This is an episode where at the end of it, I was like, do I turn this back on? Like, do I watch this again for a second time? The way that the music cues in this episode are used are so good. It, the scene where he's walking out and you see uh, Owen Wilson and Sylvie at the window and they're just yelling at him. It brought me back to a point of the not Penny's boat from Lost where you're just like, I haven't felt emotions like this in a very long time. <laughs> and I am just I'm so happy that it ended the way it did. I'm happy that it seems to be a definitive ending. No Loki season three. Like, let's just tell these contained stories. It doesn't have to. I don't think that there's anything we can really gain from extending this in. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Matt, what about you? I'm right there with you guys. I think this is an all-timer when it comes to the MCU. I think it's an all-timer episode. I think Loki, the character, this show as a whole is an all-timer. Uh, I think from the minute that kind of backwards Marvel Studios logo happens at the very mm -hmm. beginning of this and you get that music cue, um, it, it just was pedal to the metal, just insane um, playing with that Groundhog Day kind of uh, thing we've seen in in stuff that deals with time travel all the time in a fun way and then it gets to in some intense moments and bringing that this character full circle and like blessing brought it up perfectly of becoming this multiversal god or this kind of god of time that's kind of the battery that's holding everything together so he can see his friends kind of 
finally live their lives and go on and, and finally getting his glorious purpose. I mean, even having the first episode <laughs> of the series titled that, and then this titled the same thing. And I, I can't believe after however many years the MCU, it's God, I don't even know how time works, uh, ironically. <laughs> um, but like it, 15 years. I can't, yeah, I know. I can't believe this character has been around that long and that they were able to kind of put everything together into these two seasons of this show and do it this perfectly. Like, I'm just kind of blown away. Um, Joey already mentioned the music. I know, Tim, you're going to probably pop off with that in a sec because um, uh, it is absolutely insane how good the music in this series was, how good the look of everything was, the production design. Um, I'm just going to be repeating what people said and we'll go into more details. <laughs> but like, I, I really do think that this is an all-timer. And I remember, Tim, when we did that first episode, when I came on, I said, like, even with those four episodes, like, I thought that Loki season one and two together kind of... Um, skyrocketed to up to one of my favorite mcu things and i think after viewing this as a whole because i kind of see season one and two like the perfect halves of one kind of complete thing um i think it's like top five mcu for me which is wow. like the highest of praise like right under infinity war like that's how much i liked it i couldn't believe we got <laughs> infinity war style moments and and we're able to visualize something that feels so similar like and and they did the Kang stuff and he who remains better than, you know, it finally made me believe in where they were going with this multiverse stuff. Um, and we got that moment of the spaghettiing that kind of felt like the Thanos snap stuff. And even those moments with all, you know, um, uh, B-15 and other people like kind of dusting away, but spaghettiing away. Like I couldn't believe they did it again. And it felt similar enough where I believed in the stakes and I believed in the motivation of he who remains and what he was doing. And I, they just nailed everything and I can't say enough good things things and we'll go into it more but i loved it right there with you guys i'm gonna be <laughs> insufferable about this thing for yeah. a very 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 long time natalie Ho holt the goat mm. when oh, it comes yeah. to composing my god I, i've talked about the versatility of the, the themes in this show for weeks if not years now going back to season one and uh if this single episode didn't just like look down at me, slap me in the face and say, you knew fucking nothing, Tim. I, <laughs> I can't believe what they pulled off with this musically and how much it backed up character development and it backed up stories that somehow ended up making sense. The amount of the Ouroboros stuff of the snake eating its own tail of like uh, Matt was mentioning the first and last episode being named the same thing and like literally Loki becoming the god of stories and having this beautiful thing that actually makes sense of him being at the beginning of time with creation of these stories and having he who remains at the end and how those need each other to feed into each other to just continuously exist holy shit man like i i am so impressed by the time we got to loki's like walk and becoming this this the god that he's wanted to be like bless was saying like he finally gets the throne that he's been asking for but to build that up against episode five of the season when he learns that his greatest fear is being alone and having to reconcile the fact that he's given up his dream of the throne his new dream is to now just be with his friends and not be alone to have to immediately give that up and not just immediately it feels immediate to us for centuries mm -hmm. watch his friends die over and over and over and just try to solve this all of that built to such an amazing moment that it's like you know in another world this could be the end of the mcu and i would be happy like mm -hmm. it, it was yeah. just so well done there's so much to think about so much to to get into that isn't just like story lore stuff but it's just like 
the themes of life. Like, uh, they really, like, went for it with this one. And Loki's always been top-tier MCU for me. Like, I've always talked about it as being one of my favorite things, like, up there with the big guns. And going into season two, I've, the whole time I was like, I really freaking love it. Love it. It's not quite hitting the highs of season one for me. And uh, going into this episode, I was like, there's no way that they can pull something off that gets me as hyped as the uh, Eliath uh, fight in season one, which to me was just chef's kiss perfect. And then they just did that again, but it's <laughs> Loki and it is awesome. And he's literally just like doing the exact same stuff that Richard E. Grant was doing in, in season one, like realizing his real power. Oh my God. <laughs> and then the Renslayer stuff at the end of Ooh. her being in the void, her meeting mm. Eliath, the pyramid in the background which is like that's one of the the kang uh the guys I was confused. The so was, was that like i know in season one like episode four or five right like they end up in the quote-unquote battle world i don't know if they actually get void. the void. void is that okay mm -hmm. so that's where she's there again is that what that is mm -hmm. yeah i mean there's this is the type of stuff that i feel like we will be talking about forever of like what exactly are they trying to say here yeah i think that this is the beginning of her rise like i think that this is her because the whole thing that they they make a big deal out of, of winning the multiversal war the first one uh was having to tame Elias, right mm -hmm. so that is like kang kind of used ravona to tame Elias, which allowed them to do all the pruning and, and have mm -hmm. control of all this to get the themselves in the position to be at the end of time the citadel and all that stuff and i love that in this like we clearly saw loki tame Eliath last season yeah right mm -hmm. so it's like the idea that all of this and we we learned this episode uh that he who remains has been orchestrating even all of this stuff yeah and it's like damn you kind of used loki the same way you used renslayer yeah damn, thing, that was dude. the thick thing is like yeah the confrontation with he who remains and one like uh, him being like, oh, this is the first time you've had this conversation. And then, like, Loki, like, flipping it and doing the pause time Stop thing. Oh, yeah. It's like, you think this is the first time we've had this conversation. Yeah. Um, but I'm very fascinated with the idea of he who remains and how much of this is part of his plan. Because in season one, in the finale, he admitted to not knowing what was next, right? Like, that was the whole thing is, hey, like, I'm at, we're at the end. I don't know what happens beyond here. Like, if Sylvie kills me, like, I this is where I die, right? Like, I don't know what happens. And in that conversation between him and Loki, it seems like, yeah, he did. I, I get the impression that he didn't know what Loki was going to choose to do. I think that he thought Loki was going to kill Sylvie and have that be the thing. Or maybe not, because then he would know. Like, it, I'm confused <laughs> about the whole, whole scenario. This I, is the part that breaks my brain. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that, that again, it's the Ouroboros, right? Where uh -huh. it's just like the sneaky little tail. But like, as that, we've seen this season, because of how everything snapped before, it's like there are more possibilities for like pathways to go down, which changes like how big the, the snake is essentially. And it's mm -hmm. like, uh, even the, the final thing of him taking the, like, him grabbing all of it, turning the timelines into his clothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you oh my god! The cape, like the branches, kind of being a cape behind him. Dude, as he mm -hmm. swings it over to sit on his throne, like, <sighs> come on! Him getting the horns that were made up of the end of time it's citadel so cool. stuff, which is the same um, thing that he who remains is like, like advanced tempad was mm -hmm. with like that like right, design with like right. the gold cracks. I'm like that. There's just so much iconography going on here that I'm like, these motherfuckers are just going off. And it, for it to end with the temporal loom turning into, I don't know how to say it. The Idrisil, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, um, which is like the the, the tree. The tree of, tree of life? The, the, so uh, in, in Norse mythology, 
Yggdrasil, I'm just going to call it, is a large tree <laughs> yeah. that connects the nine realms of existence. It oh. serves as a cosmic axis, binding the realms together and symbolizing the interconnectedness of all things. So in like God of War Ragnarok, right? Like go. that like <laughs> world between worlds that they kind of hide out in, like yeah. that's the tree of life. And like they even kind of teased it in like Thor 1 when Thor draws like the space map of all the nine realms. It kind of looks like a tree, but this is like the kind of like first in MCU of like, really paying homage to that which is extra cool because when you think back to episode three of this season when they go to the the world's fair thing and like loki kind of sees the reality of how the norse gods are talked about uh in this version of the world at least and he realizes he's not part of the conversation it's uh balder instead of him and he's just like the fuck you know i love that this is him kind of like making his mark on that mythology in the mcu but seeing the loom sideways and the beautiful shot of it just turning yeah into the tree so good come on insane there in front of us the whole time we just didn't know uh, I want to keep uh, talking about this. I want Matt. I'll get to you in just a sec, but real quick, I want to take a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Tis the season of giving. Get the perfect gift for a special someone, yourself, or both. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Y'all know I've been outside in the sun a lot playing Pokemon Go, and it's such a great experience wearing Shady Rays when I'm out and about looking dope and that's not all every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost or broken replacements if you lose or break your pair even on day one they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked exclusively for our listeners shady rays is giving out a very merry deal for the season you can go to shadyrays.com use code kind of funny for 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people by going to shadyrays.com using code kind of funny and you'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. This episode's brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And it has surprised multiple of my friends and people are kind of funny at how many subscriptions they have that they have forgot they're still paying for. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Seriously, think of how many free trials you've subscribed to that you've probably never canceled. That's why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money. It's so easy to cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Go for it, Matt. Yeah, I wanted to jump off what Blessing was talking about with He Who Remains and how much of this is still kind of his plan. I mean, there's tons of us, ton of stuff to talk about, but that especially, because like, I'm still thinking of like where we're leading with, if we're still going this route, who the hell knows at this point, um, where I think we are left in an interesting spot where they could go a different route if they didn't want to go the, the Kang route, but they set it up so much. But um, I think 
is this all still part of the plan? Like that multiversal war that they're talking about, is, ja is that just the one that's coming up? And that's the whole snake eating its own tail thing. Like, even though they talk about it already happening, and that's where I'm with Joey, where this shit just keeps confusing me, mm. where I'm like that multiversal war and you see the, the, the mural in the TVA of it happening and things like that. Is that just the one that hasn't happened yet, yet it has happened I, yet? And then this is still part of he who writes my plan. Bad. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I mean... I think it's the multiversal war has happened and the way I read it, right? Like what Loki's doing at the end of time right now or quote unquote end of time is extending the timelines, right? And like keeping them alive so that the Avengers or, or, or whoever has enough time to maybe save the timeline from Kang taking over everything. And so I think the multiversal war that's going to end up coming up in Secret Wars is going to be a new multiversal, multiversal mm -hmm. war that essentially Loki is secretly allowing to happen because he's extending the timelines. That's how I read it, but also like it's it is confusing. So I'm not even sure if I have it right. <laughs> I, I do think that it's 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 confusing, and the reality is, as good as this show is, I have no faith that the, any project going <laughs> forward is really going to take all of this logic as seriously as yeah. it does. Yeah. Um. But I do think that it's kind of silly because like because of how this show works in tv and a time outside of time mm -hmm. and all that stuff like everything's happening at once so it's like what yeah. is the difference between an old war new war like yeah. realities all that stuff it but i do really think matter. in intent i'm with you matt where i do think that the war they've been talking about is actually the one that will be upcoming and i think that that is evidenced by the ravona stuff where she seems to be about to tame Elias yeah. at the end of this which yeah, is like had, how she gains control to start it all or whatever. Yeah, I had sort of the same read, right? And I'm assuming if you're just hypothesizing what's going to happen next, like if we do get kind of a Infinity War downer ending thing again with Kang Dynasty or something like that, I'm just trying to see into the future um, <laughs> of like if all of this, like it's revealed that it was all part of the plan and we get a super downer ending and then you get Secret Wars being the thing that has to fix it. And I hope that, I'm with you, Joey, that this could have been like the end of Loki or Timmy even said the end of the MCU. Like, I'd be so happy if we just like let this go and didn't have a, a Loki season three until Secret Wars or something like that. When Loki's finally brought back in, like I'd love a lot of time removed where he is just this god overseeing the multiverse. And then Thor probably has to go find him in he Secret Wars or something like that. See, to, like, I, hope we don't, of... I hope we don't see Loki ever again. Like, I think really? this is such a good end for his character arc that I'm almost scared of them picking it back up and continuing it. Like, I think for me, like the I, the him sitting on that throne and like holding the timelines together, empowering them is such a ultimate sacrifice moment for his character. And the idea that like he's given up his friends, right, which he admitted was like the thing that he wanted at the end of it. He's given up his friends. He's taken up the throne, right, completing that full circle. And he's in this place where he is alone and like the world doesn't know what he's doing right like he is just he's powering the timelines especially in secrecy the only people that know are the tva i kind of mm -hmm. like the idea that hey that's where that character sits like that is both his him being given the throne but also kind of him i think atoning for the shitty the, the shitty person that yeah. he used to be back in the day so i think it is the perfect ending of that uh, of that story i think secret wars we're probably gonna see a, um, some kind of variant of Loki, but I kind of hope not. Like, I, I wouldn't want to see this character again. Yeah, we talked on our episode about like how they could wrap up his story. We talked about like some reconciliation between him and Thor and what that could do. But I like the way that they did it with this episode, and I think bringing him back and like 
trying to tie up any other loose ends he has is like not going to be as impactful or powerful as ending yeah. here. Like I feel, I view this as his Iron Man moment of snapping his fingers and, and saving the world. Yeah, it's kind of this is what that felt like to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree, and I do think this is such a beautiful end for this character. I don't think we'll get a season three of this, and I, I, uh, I don't think we're going to see this Loki pop up in anything anytime soon. Um, but I one thousand percent think we see him in Secret Wars, and I think that they can make it good because Secret Wars. If it, it follows the comic at all, the 2015 Secret Wars comic, it gets to a scale that is so high and so heady and so like out there that like him being in control all the time, that's not even the top level. Like there's top oh, levels beyond it. Oh god. So yeah, no, it, it gets, <laughs> oh, my brain is it gets real crazy. And like uh I I, I mean they've they've already done enough that like it can't be one to one. I mean, I, I keep saying this, but he who remains is not Kang in the comics. So right. it's like mm. MCU's making changes that I think could be smart if they keep going down a path that <laughs> listens to each other, which I have more faith than ever they will at this point. But um, I, I can imagine them. Here's the thing. The MCU and this version of Loki is not going to uh, end until the light shines down again on us, brother, with mm-hmm. him and Thor. Yeah. That has to happen. Yeah. So I feel like that'll be great at some point. And then I imagine that whatever Secret Wars ends at, like... I think it's a safe assumption that that is the reset point where all he doesn't need to control the timelines anymore because yeah. they're all gone. Mm. You know what I mean? God. Mm. Interesting. Uh, so is Rens- we talk because we talk about the the whole like MCU like the um, the report and all that stuff, right? And there's like talks about them possibly doing it with Jonathan Majors and all that. Does this put Renslayer in a possible place to take up that mantle to be the big bad? Do you guys think? Yeah, potentially. I I don't think that they're going to do that. Like, the the thing with the ending of this is because uh, I've I've been looking at people's responses today, and like a lot of people are like, oh well, they just wrote off Kang. I'm like, uh, not at all. Like the TVA now exists to make sure that Kangs are like taken mm-hmm. care of, and yeah. them even having the line which I fucking loved of just writing off Quantum Mania, being like, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, there was yeah. like you know there was Probably a six one six, six, six yeah, Jason realm, and, but they took care of it. Um, it's like all right, cool, that that's awesome. I I think the plan right now is very much still to have Jonathan Majors Kang be the Kang, mm-hmm. but that could change at any moment. There, I have a head cannon just because like I. Uh, Ant-Man beating Kang in Quantumania never sat too well with me, so now my headcanon is that the TVA had something to do with it. Mm. Like, they just stepped in, they're like, hey, make sure he's not strong enough to beat Ant-Man. All right, cool. We're good. Well, it sounds like they didn't. Like, right? This is them reacting to that. Oh, yeah, them being like, oh, yeah, those are rumbles. They handled it, though. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. As long as we can move on. (laughs) And then there is, like, we talked a little bit on our episode, too, about the history or the future history i don't know <laughs> uh king slash he who remains and renslayer being having like a romantic thing and like in some things she becomes a king variant yeah. not a king variant but, but like she gets power yeah. yeah so seeing how they play with that will be really interesting too yeah. i was surprised that we didn't get any like wrap-up of docs in this episode like, yeah that I was mean, we- a hanging string but like Seeing how the episode played out, I'm I understand why we didn't get it, and I don't think we needed it. But I was that was just something on my list that I was kind of expecting for this episode. It was a little weird, like that whole. I mean, you imagine. I guess it's with how big this show got, we kind of didn't need to because we just we know that everybody got erased. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like they all yeah. just got reset, and it's like that's what that is. Um, can we talk about Sylvie and Owen Wilson? Who's I'm sorry, I'm just always going to call him Owen Wilson. Yeah. Mobius. Um, baby. watching him 
on earth and his line i can't remember the exact one i'm sure one of you has it written down of like, for you for all of us yeah well and then i'm just gonna sit here and watch time pass oh or whatever that he says is just oh. like oh god too many oh. banger lines oh yeah. so like, many banger lines the whole uh burden and glory thing when um they had to sit down and he was talking to mobius and it was like yeah like uh, purpose is more burden than glory and like kind of that being the thing that loki almost needed to hear to be like all right, yeah, I guess that is. Like, that's fucking good, dude. Dude, they, so they followed that up. They said, uh, most purpose is more burden than glory. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's damn, like bars. that's good. And then they followed it up with, there is no comfort. You just choose your burden. Oh, <laughs> damn, yeah, dude. So good. And then, Tim, I think the one you were saying, too, is like, when Loki goes, I know what God I need to be for you, mm, for yeah. all of us. So yeah. I was like, oh, my and God. It, and it goes great. back to, like, a line I really liked that um, from a few episodes ago that, like, almost kind of felt like a throwaway but now i'm like oh it it really hits is when um i think it was i think it was sylvie and loki talking and and like uh, sylvie was like you know like who are we to be controlling who lives and who dies and like loki's like oh well we're gods you know like at first i was like okay that's a cool line but also like you know what does that mean now that we're here i'm like yo y'all delivered on that line yeah that's mm -hmm. a really great way to bring that back around yeah roy back i don't know if you saw this uh me and joey were talking about this earlier but uh that the line the for you for all of us which is like loki's final thing he says uh as he like walks out to Sylvie and uh, Mobius, it's the exact same line that he says to Odin in Thor one when like he essentially oh, like yeah. like drops <laughs> like yeah. when when Odin's like don't don't do it whatever and then Odin screams no like the exact same way that uh, Sylvie and uh, Mobius that's do. It's, awesome. it's just so yeah. damn that's incredible. Good man. Um, but yeah, it's just like there's there's just so much in this yeah. episode i feel like the pacing of it did such a great job of starting the episode with the groundhog day the fun mm -hmm. licensed music i forget that oh Mario, right? a fifth of beethoven um i forget the name of the band but like the the disco remix of beethoven's yeah. fifth yeah. at the start mm -hmm. of the episode jamiroquai right right Is no i don't i think it's um it's like walter murphy i think oh and the uh, big apple band i only know this because i used to dance to this song like, back <laughs> in the day <laughs> that's awesome but uh having the uh the Groundhog Day quick edits where there was like so many cuts, so many, again, again, faster, this, 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 like doing that so quick, quick, quick yeah. for like the first half of the episode. And then the second half of the episode, just being slow. Like yeah. Yeah. we are just watching it. And I just like, um, I think it was Eric Voss that I saw talking about this. Like they just did such a good job having such a crazy abstract thing happening, but they didn't even need to explain it because we just got it. We like we understood what he was doing when it's, he's pulling timelines, wrapping it around him and shit. It's just like this is incredibly like this is good storytelling. Like this is the M proof that the MCU can be yeah. so much Great more than work. just mm -hmm. roller coasters. Yeah, uh, and yeah, like I for, for me when that um, the centuries later when that <laughs> hit. Like I was because when he says it, he's like, "How long is it going to take me to learn this?" And um, Obi is like, "It'll take." Decades. You know, decades, centuries, even. It's like, oh, well, that's not certainly not going to go that route. And when you see it, it's like, fuck, dude. Like that is that's huge. Um, and but really quick, like a, just a moment where you know he's, uh, you kind of put together this isn't the like after like studying all this stuff and it's been centuries later and he's telling timely the very specific things of like lock your helmet, don't put the thing down. It's like yeah, mm -hmm. he's like, like he's done this before spend, and I'm, like he, this yeah. is the run. You know, it's been centuries <laughs> just learning stuff. I can't even imagine like, how many Loki's times playing, he's playing the ultimate roguelike. Yeah, like, he is like all yeah, right, exactly. like this has to be the run. Like don't drop the thing. Like do this. Yeah. and also yeah. it reinforces too. 
um, him taking that long to learn the, um, the the physics or whatever. Then, like, you know, you fast forward to his confrontation with Sylvie and him facing Sylvie a billion times. How long do you think that was? Because when you get to the point where he's like, oh, yeah, I haven't learned how to freeze time yet. And then he freezes time. Like, if physics took centuries, that probably took, like, way longer. <laughs> That's insane. Like, he was there for thousands of years, likely, trying to figure all this shit out. Matt? Yeah, I, I love that the MCU has set all this stuff up, too, with, like, Doctor Strange and the Time Stone, too, because we saw this with Dormammu at, mm -hmm. at the kind of end of Doctor Strange, and I think that's so perfect to bring it back and then show how Loki uses time as he learns how to time slip and does kind of the same thing Doctor Strange does, where you go through and over and over and over for centuries or thousands of years, and it's really dark when you think about it, and a lot of Groundhog Day movies do that. I mean, the Bill Murray one did that, uh, Palm Springs with Andy Samberg did that, too, Happy where it's just like... <laughs> yeah, yes. like Happy Death Day. And it's just like this thing, this burden that these people have to live with when they do something over and over. And we just see it in a flash. But you know, to what Barrett was saying, too, that Loki's done this probably thousands or hundreds of thousands of times. And each time he's just moving an inch forward and learning one little thing that gets him a little bit closer and closer. And I think... Uh, uh, the storytelling is crazy and bringing up the things from Thor one and going back to, yeah, like everything we know with the time stone in, in the infinity saga and then using that in a different way here, I just think is so brilliant. It's so it's dark, but then that whole sequence was fun and then it balances all that stuff. So, so well. Yeah. It's, it's really impressive. And, you know, I feel like Loki, uh, the show season one and two just did such a great job of using the MCU as a whole, but then this season really using Loki's cast mm -hmm. as like so well and, uh, you know, it was so fun to get to Endgame and then have those moments of going back in time and revisiting parts of the Avengers or Dark World or all that. Loki managed to, like, make us care about what happened in Loki. Like, going back mm -hmm. to the season finale of, like, last season was awesome. And going back to, like, episode one of season one of, like, him and Mobius meeting for the oh, first yeah, time. Which, back and forth. Uh, me and Raj were talking about last week of, like, when, when he saw all the, the quick flashes and he time slipped into a bunch of different places he's been. We're like, why is he back in that room? And it's like, oh, shit, it's because it's where he met Mobius. Like, that is that it. They had that moment in this episode. It's just so so great like they they accomplished something where the spaghettiing and all that that felt like the snap and mm -hmm. this felt like an end game like this felt like they 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 solved the infinity war problem but just in in such a uh a, a like more cosmic yeah. fashion yeah and they made they made something so complex feel so intimate in, intimate and also like understandable like i know it's still heady right but it's also you can follow it and it's through it's through the writing and all that stuff but it's also just through visuals and like visual storytelling like i mean even us talking right now like maybe think about the fact that you know you bring up the time stone and how all the timey wimey shit kind of loops back to that and all that and like you know the whole green thing of him you know grabbing the timelines powering them green like at first i saw that as like okay well loki's color is green like that's the thing with loki but i'm like i guess that's also time stone shit too and the fact yeah. that the mcu has enough foresight to like connect those things and have it like turn that into a theme of hey when you see green like that is time, but also it is Loki. So guess what? Loki's now the king of time. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? Is yeah. that on purpose or is that a happy accident? Uh, I mean, there's a, people. I, I, like uh, we always talk about M MT uh, uh, now at heavy spoilers has uh, this thing called he calls the tri the Marvel trigger theory. Yeah. The MT theory uh, where he breaks <laughs> down colors in the MCU and like what they all mean. And like there's a lot more there than you would think. Like I do not <laughs> think it's all coincidence, but there, there is a thing. He's not the god of time now like yeah. he, he's the mm -hmm. god of stories for sure so, yeah but and i i know it's kind of like you know splitting hairs a bit because at the end of the day he has control over time in a way 
that like no yeah. one else does, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a question for y'all that I don't know you'll have the answer to, and I might even misunderstand a couple of things here because uh, I watched the episode once and then I watched the last 20 minutes three more times. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Dang. But uh, the, the, the first 20 minutes, I'm a little hazier on. Uh, when Mobius and Loki were having a conversation at some point and it's revealed that like why Mobius is who he is and that he had a partner who was Renslayer and there was a, a variant when like an eight-year-old variant at mm -hmm. the Black Sea Mm -hmm. Is that what they said? I don't remember yeah. the location. Yeah, that, that lost me. So I think it was Black Sea, yeah. Who's the eight-year-old? Like, what is the very, I, like, is it just... I originally thought it was, it, they were talking about Loki and Thor when I first watched it. Like, mm. I thought Mobius, like, it was, a, because they said, oh, killed 5,000 people later in life. And I'm like, oh, that could be Loki, right? Like, mm -hmm. he had to go and kill, like, a child version of Loki. Uh, but I did watch the episode a second time. Uh, right before this. And I, I don't think that's what they're referencing. I think it might just be the, you know, the old thing when people go, would you go back and kill baby Hitler or whatever and, and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's just that kind of reference. I don't know if it's supposed to specifically be anyone, but they did say Black Sea. And I was like, oh, maybe there was some Norse mythology, something there. And I tried to look up a little bit, but I didn't see anything. So I think it was just some random thing where Mobius finally had some morals of what he was doing and like wouldn't purge this kid from the timeline, but then Renslayer being a little bit more ruthless and having to do the hard thing to, uh, you know, for the greater good, I guess, had no yeah. problem just purging this kid from the timeline. That's what I took from it. And then that's when he kind of backs away from this stuff and maybe becomes more of an analyst than a, uh, than a, a yeah, hunter. hunter, but that's kind of what I, took from it but yeah and uh again I, I need to go back to even season one stuff to think about this but um I, I really liked that mobius has kind of been like studying loki forever like <laughs> he knows everything about loki's mm -hmm. life and like he's tied to loki in a way and like that's why him and loki have even had all the adventures they had season one and now season two but uh with sylvie being this little kid on the run since she was like a little mm -hmm. girl mm -hmm. hiding in apocalypses i forgot about that from season yeah. one just how dope too. that is as yeah. a concept and then bringing it up and this i was like damn that is right like what a cool ass idea to like hide from the purging and in, in universes that yeah. are about to I think die it's, i mean it's really easy to forget why sylvie hates he who remains so much and hates the tv so much and wants to like will murder he who remains with no like no matter what the situation is but it's like yeah like she was chased her entire life and like she's also seen all these apocalypses right like she knows what devastation looks like she understands what um, the tva is doing and so she is like it makes sense that she's the ultimate opposition of the tva she wants it to die no matter what yeah man so okay. much cool stuff here anything else you guys want to talk about I liked when he uh, remains called himself HWR. Yeah. Just seeing Timely die over and over and over again in that Groundhog sequence was very, very funny too. Um, quickly before we go, because I guess just like the future stuff, like the Renslayer thing, I do want to go back to that because Tim, I think your theory is is interesting. And like, but the one thing I keep thinking about is them specifically showing that it, the the logo and that for all time always kind of thing of the TVA, almost like she's standing where the TVA used to be. Um, so I always thought of it as this weird contingency plan where, you know, he who remains sends, you know, Renslayer just, again, what we talked about, like if he knew all of this stuff was going to happen and that this is his contingency plan, but I don't know where, again, the time stuff is weird because it's all happening at once, but 
time does move in a linear fashion, sort of in that, because we see Loki time travel to all these locations. So the thing I keep thinking about, though, is her, the grass blowing back and seeing that. And I, I'm trying to go, well, is it just from a former version that was purged or how many times has he rebuilt the TVA? Or is this just weirdly in the future or the past when he sends her back? So I keep thinking about that. And they're showing us that for a reason. So as much as I don't know if Loki's going to continue i think that is the thread to think about i guess moving forward and i'm sure we'll see we already know we're going to see the tva in in deadpool 3 and i'm sure that's where the tva will live on is that it'll pop up in a bunch of different multiverse projects or we get like a tva series and it's not necessarily a loki series but those are kind of the things that i'm thinking about for like the future of where this goes because i'd be happy with what blessing and 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 Joey said about Loki just ending here and maybe not seeing him either for a very long time or ever. But um, I'm curious of where they go in the future with that thread and, and with the TVA. I think that it was set there open enough that it could either just be she yeah. was sent to the void and Elioth killed her. And like this, That's like true. she doesn't have the stuff this time to like take it down. Because remember, she still doesn't have her memory back. She yeah. just was told that she used to be different, that she used to be like mm -hmm. a war general or whatever. So um, it could either be, this is the beginning her beginning of her becoming that war general. And you know what, actually, no, that's what it is. There's no, with the evidence okay. this show gave us of, um, uh, of uh, Obi and Victor Timely, like helping each other write the handbook. Yeah, this is 100% her origin story, origin story to <laughs> yeah. become the, the multiversal warrior or whatever the hell that means. Yeah um yeah i i don't i don't think we get a loki season three i don't think yeah. we get a tva show i tva in, in deadpool if that's all true which at this point i imagine it will be i think that'll deal with this stuff but i think that the tva as we know it is probably going to be like compacted to this and like everything else will just be like characters appearing to yeah. help other characters but yeah we'll see i definitely see her being a big part of Avengers, like the the Avengers movies, the King Dynasty and Secret Wars. When we get there, like I'm with you that I think this is her origin story, at least this version of her. Um, and like to the whole the Void stuff, right? Like the there is correlation, right, between the Void and Battle World. No, somewhat, like so. It, here's the thing. Uh huh. Correlation. I don't know is the right word. Could it be this version of like the MCU's yeah, yeah, version yeah. of Battle World? Cause, Absolutely. Because that's what I see it happening, right? Of like her becoming um like this. Not conqueror, I guess, but warrior, right? Her becoming this big war general, um, her gaining power over a, a, a life and controlling a life, and then, like her being instrumental in turning what currently is the void to a version of battle world, right? And like this maybe being the scene where we're bringing people back here to fight for the timelines. Like I, I could see that being the route they take. I could see them doing that. That would upset a lot of people because <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, I mean, like, because the the characters involved in Battle World and its creation are Doctor Doom and the Beyonder, like, which mm. is like mm. Doctor Doom. You get it, big deal. Beyonder is like just Who the so fuck is the Beyonder? It's just so <laughs> cosmic. <laughs> it's so big. Oh, um, it's like there. the biggest thing ever, essentially. So it's like mm -hmm. if they were to make that Renslayer based on this stuff, I feel like that it, they could make it work, but I I think that they're gonna go a different. It'd have to be like yeah. one of those weird like combining of characters kinds of things. Which they do. And I mean, yeah. specifically in Loki, they've done multiple times now with Sylvie and He Who Remains. So yeah. um, did did know. they show the Beyonder in Love and Thunder? Who am, who am I thinking of? Like, what was that um, being that they show at the very end that like 
the, it's I forget. I'm thinking of in, something infin- else. Probably. Infinity. But yeah. Infinity. infinity. Yes. Infinity, you're right. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Same um, level the, of right. Uh, eternity. 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 Yeah. There we go. Thank you, Barrett. <laughs> um, and then the last thing. Sorry. sorry go, go ahead, ahead, Barrett. No, you go okay. ahead. Okay. Uh, the last thing I wanted to bring up was I thought it was interesting. We've all been talking about like when the multiversal multiverse saga is going to get going and i i think it's interesting that this is technically the first thing chronologically because everything that happened even though centuries passed and things like that time's relative in the space and things like that all of this is immediately after and the result of endgame right so this technically is the beginning of the multiverse saga right because we see they talk about you know kang and quantum mania and i assume because this all happens before everything else we've seen in phase four and five that it is the reason of things like no way home or mm. even dr strange and things like that because i know that the sacred timeline was a bunch of timelines woven together and maybe i'm thinking too much about this but i i almost think of those are all still a result of what happened in this show or am i that's 100 how i see too? it yeah yeah okay cool i've never thought that's dope. i didn't think that hard about it <laughs> i've thought very hard about it and yeah I, I i mean i think that 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 adds up again is there weird in because inconsistencies there yeah totally yeah there's gonna mm-hmm. be but i do think that we are finally at a point that like all the post-credit scenes and all the stuff could make sense i'm not saying it does make sense but i think mm-hmm. we're at a point that we're like it's like oh okay cool the incursions we understand what that means and the how what where when why all is starting to line up in a way that i'm like all right cool we, we could see this but i do think it's all eyes on deadpool 3 at this point i mean like for yeah. um, go. for many many reasons uh it's now the next mcu film the up. only one next year the isn't only it? one next year really so, so wild yeah they yeah. shifted everything around this oh week. my god yeah so deadpool 3 it's the it's the only mcu film show wise we got echo in january and then like what if season two and x-men 97 are the only things like slated even at all confirmed mm-hmm. like i don't think there's because iron heart got pushed mm-hmm. i don't even know so i think we might have like a, a nice little break which could be a very good thing um specifically in, in the planning portion of stuff i hope they kind of <laughs> yeah. get some stuff going there uh but i do i think deadpool 3 is going to in many ways kind of like Everything that we've had in the last couple of years has been building, hinting at multiverse stuff. Here's an X-Men here. Here's a mutant there. Here's a fucking whatever. I think that Deadpool 3 is going to be like kicking the door down of like, we're going, baby. Yeah. As if people weren't already so stoked for just another Deadpool. Exactly. Like, yeah. oh, there yeah, are big exactly. implications. Barrett? I have one question. And it is actually a question that comes from one Rafael Casal, who tweeted out <sighs> uh, 20 minutes ago, what a finale. But then his follow-up tweet is, but where's Brad now? Where's Brad? <laughs> I hope he... Exactly, the first one. I hope he's making movies. I hope he gets to live his life. I think that's what it is. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I again, like, this goes back to where's Docs or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the when the loom exploded, it sent everyone back to the timelines that they were supposed to be in. Didn't Brad just watch a bunch of people get crushed in, in a cube? Yeah, it was fucked up. Screw yeah. Brad. I hope he's not making movies. <laughs> Oh, we had Zaniac. When was the last time we saw him? Because we saw him in episode. He was five, in this for right? a hot second. In the finale? Yeah. Really? When they're in the rooms, I'm pretty sure he's in this for like a hot, hot. Second. Yeah, when he when he grabs timely. Um, oh, with Miss Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, and so Miss, there's like oh, he's right. there for a split second. So I think he was in episode five, and that was like the last time we saw him for more than a minute. Hmm. Yeah. It was, I, I don't even know if you see like a full face or not. It might be like half or like just the back of his head. Interesting. Now, something we got to talk about. We got to talk about this. Miss Minutes. Oh, oh yeah. Mm. She's back. She's back. 
And <laughs> oh, can I trust you? And she's all there, like smiling. Same smile she she had when she killed a bunch of motherfuckers yeah. or watched a bunch of motherfuckers die. That crisis is deranged. Yeah. So what, <laughs> I, very interesting that they they're trusting her like this. Doesn't seem advisable. Um, and yeah, I don't know. That that to me is one of those things where how in control is he who remains still? Mm -hmm. I mean, if Miss Minutes is there, probably to some extent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's got their eyes on her. Yeah. But I did not expect her to be a part of the Loki plan and to come back at the end. No, not at all. I thought she was long gone. Yeah. I mean, maybe she's useful. Like, maybe she's kind of centered to how the TVA runs. And so it's either have her or the TVA struggles. Mm. Maybe that's right. it. But yeah, it, it is weird that she's. I was like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> Just keep her it's around, the, I guess. The evil you know versus <laughs> the evil you don't kind yeah. of a thing. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, again, I'm absolutely in love with this. I am. I'm happy that this uh, season gave me an MCU moment that I'm going to watch mm -hmm. over and over for the rest of my life. Uh, many theories to talk about. It's oh, been yeah. great talking to all of you yeah, about the fun. show. Um, we will return again, like I was saying, for MCU in Review next week, where we rank, review, and recap this. I'm going to put it pretty high. <laughs> I don't know about everybody else, but I'm going to put it pretty high. Um, yeah. But Matt, where can people find you? Uh, you guys can subscribe to the Untitled Movie Podcast and Untitled Movie Reviews on YouTube and all podcast services. And you can follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rorabek. Thanks for having me, guys. Hell yeah. Until next time, have a marvelous day. We're all dead.